Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations facing life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive into today's show. You know, in the book of James, chapter 1, verse 27, it says, Pure and undefiled religion before the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their time of trouble, and to keep oneself unspotted from this world. This is a touching passage of Scripture, and one that we should take note of and practice whenever the opportunity might arise for us to do so. On this edition of the Victor Mark Show, I had the opportunity to sit down with Jane Horton, who's the widow of fallen hero, SPC Christopher Horton, who was an army sniper killed in Afghanistan, actually on September 9th, 2011. Jane is a political and military consultant and a veterans and military family advocate. This is a powerful and touching interview as Jane shares the grief of what she went through and what she's doing now to help other military wives who've lost their husbands in battle. Just a reminder, if you want to see the full version of this interview, you can check out our YouTube channel. Just search for Victor Marks on YouTube. Now let's get to the interview now with Jane Horton on this edition of the Victor Marks Show. Hey, Victor Marks here, and uh, we are glad you are joining us today, whether you're watching or listening to the show. Special guest, uh, Jane Horton. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Now... Um, let's just get right to it. You are a gold star wife. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know what that is. What is it? A gold star wife is a wife of a service member that gave their life in service to their country. Mm. Um, back in world war two, there was military families that would hang a banner in their window, signifying a blue star flag saying they had a loved one deployed. And they would change it to gold when that loved one didn't come home. Mm. And my husband, specialist Christopher Horton, was an army sniper that was killed in Afghanistan on September 9, 2011. Now, immediately, there'll be a number of people that kind of push back just hearing that. Gold Star, soldier killed in action. Why do people kind of just, you know what I'm talking about. It's not that they're being mean. Mm -hmm. They care. But is it because it's the issue of death? They don't know what to do. When you talk about a widow mm -hmm. of a fallen hero, people do kind of push back. Some may be tempted to change the station or go, uh, I don't know if I want to watch this. So there's so much more if they just hang on to mm -hmm. understand not only what you're doing, but I think what's coming in the future, which is amazing. No, absolutely. I think there's multiple layers to that. I think as Americans overall, people don't really know what to do with death, and right. they don't know what to do with things that they can't fix. And so you can't fix a loss, especially in war. And I think, you know, the American people, we've had so few for so, so long do so much for so many. And so we've had the 1% that have served our country over the past 19 years of war that have borne the brunt of that sacrifice. And then we have the very small amount of the 1% that have given their lives overseas in war. And so people are not familiar with it. I'm one of 3,000 killed-in-action war widows in the past 40 years in the country. 
Um, there's not many of us. And so most people are not familiar with not only the term gold star, but also what comes with a war death and what we face here on the home front. And that's one of the things that you have made a huge impact in thus far is to step into that role to help people understand, even at the highest level, mm-hmm. because you've, uh, you've worked at the Pentagon for a number of years. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's been a deep honor to not only serve our men and women in uniform that have raised their right hand to fight and defend me and my family and keep me safe, but also to make sure that that they know that if anything happens to them, we're going to be there to take care of their families. And we are currently in America, we have an all-volunteer force. And the only way to really preserve the all-volunteer force is to ensure that our men and women know if anything happens to them, their family's going to be well taken care of. And so it's been the greatest honor and responsibility of my life to do whatever I can to represent not only the families, but the fallen heroes. Mm. And for me, each day I wake up and I'm like, what can I do to honor them and thank them for what they've given for me? And the way that I do that is by ensuring their families are taken care of. And I know enough of your story and your background, and you've walked in some tall cotton to move that needle a little bit, and it's not been an easy thing. It has not, um, but I've been fearless in it. And because I know that it's a mission from God. God says yeah. to care about the widows and the orphans, and it's also something that I'm not going to compromise on. So, yes, it's taken me to positions, and it's taken me to people of influence and power because that is what this mission needs, and that is what these families need, and that's what it takes to get this done. And also they care. And also our country and our service members and those in positions of power don't know what to do. Mm. People care, but when you care, there has to be action behind that. And so I've helped them put action behind that, and here's what you can do for our community, and here's how you can help the whole military community by helping us. I mean, that's really key. Um, so we just learned what Gold Star is. For those who don't know, we we just uh, learned. Well, what I want to talk about next is the knock on the door mm-hmm. or the call. Nobody really knows what happens after that. We see it portrayed in movies. That's just kind of it. You see the the, the widow collapsing, uh, the, the mom and dad crying. But what practically, what happens? And is it a smooth deal? Does does the military and our government still take care of in, in the easiest form or fashion? What happens is as military spouses, we know that if people come to your door in uniform, your loved one is dead. Mm. That's the only reason why they come to your door. Mm. Um, And so I was actually in Tulsa, Oklahoma at the time, and I had just come back from my college classes, and I was had another wife over, um, another military wife, and we were making a care package for my husband for his birthday. And so I got a knock at the door and I looked at her and actually made a joke and said, we wives love knocks at the door. Mm. And there they were. And I knew in that moment, once I got that knock and once they notified me and said, you know, are you Mrs. Horton? And they said, Mrs. Horton, we're sorry to inform you that your husband's specialist, Christopher Horton was killed, you know, on September 9th at, you know, whatever time it was, seven 21 a.m. our time, and then they tell you the cause of death. My husband was shot in the head. Um, And then they, you know, stay with you for a little bit. But I knew in that moment that this life was no longer about me. It was about honoring my husband and telling people who he was and also making the cost of freedom and the sacrifice of our men and women in uniform more real to the American people. How can we make it more real? What, What needs to be done and what's being done right now? 
I think just continuing to tell the stories of American heroes, you know, even back from World War One, the story of the five Sullivan brothers out of Waterloo, Iowa, which is the largest loss of life in American history when one family lost all five of their boys aboard the USS Juno. Mm. Um, and so telling the stories and, and telling the hearts of our warfighters that are willing to do whatever they can to preserve the Constitution and the American dream and this experiment that we call America and just making sure, you know, each day when we wake up that we ask ourselves, am I an American worth dying for? Mm. And so that is key, especially with what we're going through as a nation right now. Right. Am I an American worth dying for? Am I honoring these men and women who have fought blood and died for me by being engaged in the country that they deemed worthy of their own lives? And so that is really the key that I think that, um, that people can really engage with and really can make it um, bring more awareness to the American people about our fallen. That's the mindset and a heart that I agree with you. We, we need America more now than ever. Mm-hmm. So here you are at the uh, training center and uh, in Colorado Springs, our headquarters, and you just went through our leadership training course. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you were doing jujitsu, uh, blade work, shooting, communications, just fun stuff challenging but fun and you were i mean you went for it you're a go-getter but you said something to me that was very interesting you said widows of fallen heroes need this Mm -hmm. why did you say that jane we live in a we live in a dangerous world and you know we were married to the most elite service members that our country has we were married to men and women that were not afraid to face danger in the face. And we knew we would always be safe because we knew they would always be there to protect us if we needed them. Mm. And then one day they didn't come home. And so a lot of my generation of widows, many of them have never shot a gun before. Mm. Many of them don't know self-defense. Many of them inherited many weapons from their husbands, and they don't know what they are or how Mm. to use them. And so to give them that freedom to defend themselves and defend their children is not only a great gift that we can give to gold star wives, but also to our fallen to know that their wives will be able to defend themselves and their kids if they should ever need that. Oh, that's It's so powerful. And, and really people don't even think about this. This is something I'm sure people are watching, listening going, Oh my gosh, never even thought about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and how hard it would be for a widow to look at that arms room or those guns and go, I don't, I went from having a great protector to now I feel vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I just, it really struck me hard. And that's one of the reasons why we're going to partner together to get, you know, widows and loved ones in here to get them trained up, equipped, empowered. Was this weekend empowering to you? This weekend was, this weekend was more than empowering to me, not only personally and to see what you're doing here at the training center, but also to see the leadership of you and Eileen and Jeff mm. and what you're doing in your hearts and seeing also how, our hearts and our visions mesh. Yeah. This was amazing. It yeah. was beyond powerful. And when you say Jeff, we're talking about a Lieutenant Colonel, retired Jeff Teagues. Uh, many of you know him. He's a, a retired. He had 10 years in the unit, uh, Delta, as we call it. And we had a special treat. One of the cool things this weekend is you you got to receive instruction from uh, pretty elite, not only men, but mm-hmm. women as well, right? 100%. And yeah. Uh, someone who was part of uh, the unit. Uh, she's a unicorn of unicorns. And uh, 
but was that impacting to you? Yeah, 100%. I told a couple of people that were shooting with me. I've shot many, many times. I've had some of the best in the world teach me how to shoot and hone my skills. And this was the only group probably that I would look at, and whatever they told me to do differently, I would 100% do differently. Yeah. So it was incredibly impactful for me. It was actually a dream for me oh. to be trained by such amazing warriors. Yeah. Um, and so it was incredible. I love it. So, you know, there's a Bible scripture that, Undefiled religion is is helping widows and orphans in their time of need. Mm-hmm. What would you tell the person watching or listening, you know, how can they practically do that? Because we know, mm-hmm. <laughs> might get in trouble for this, but it's okay. Um, there are a lot of churches that aren't feeling that mandate, that mm-hmm. command by God. Yeah. Uh, so how do people partner with organizations like ours or yours? Is it is it important that we fulfill that? A hundred percent. It's very important. And I would say that, you know, a lot of people are there in the beginning, immediately after the death for the first year. The second year is always the hardest for families. Mm. And then even after that long term, just being there for them, not just in the beginning, but always being there, you know, seeing what the widows need, seeing what the orphans need, bringing them food, sending them little gifts just to say, we care about you. We're thinking about you cutting their grass. You know, and with Gold Star Wives also teaching your kids the names of their fallen heroes. Mm. You know, we don't have many real superheroes in the world today, but we do. Mm. We have these fallen heroes, and just teaching your kids and teaching your families their story means the world to us. But yes, the church has dropped the ball in a lot of ways because people are afraid of death, and for some reason you need to move past it or you're not a good Christian. And I'm sorry, but that doesn't happen. We don't move past it. You know, and we will always remember them. We will always love them. And it also adds an extra level onto it when someone gives their life for you. And so, yes, we can do better as a church. And I'm so proud of what you and Eileen and Jeff are doing. And I'm excited to actually put action into that mandate from Jesus. And we're going to do that. We're going to take care of the widows. Very exciting. And you're a blessing to us, too, because to have someone on the front line and I mean, you've lived in D.C., you've worked at the Pentagon, you've, uh, that's not an easy gig. And, uh, but you've done the deal to bring the reality of what's really going on and to change and change the heart and move the needle in so many people's lives. You've, I mean, you've done things that very few widows would ever get the opportunity for. Mm-hmm. How does it make you feel? Um, the way I look at it is that if I get to brief the secretary of defense, if I get to brief a senator, I better do a good job. I better not only do good, I better do the best and better be the best that I could ever possibly give because they don't have time to talk to us all. And if I'm going to take that on and if I'm going to take that responsibility, I'm going to do it well. And so it's been such an honor, but, um, also it's something I don't take like lightly because it affects their lives. Now, there's no way that you can carry this burden, this this level of responsibility without being affected. What's what's hard in your life? Mm-hmm. What, what's something that you wish could change? Um, I wish that overall, I just think, um, you know, seeing the apathy of the American people and seeing mm. the apathy towards this nation that people are begging to get into, that people dream of coming to visit. And seeing that because we've had it, um, we've had this honeymoon period for several years where people haven't had to be engaged. They haven't had to get involved in their government. They haven't had to serve. They haven't had to face war. 
um, seeing that and seeing the apathy of the American people and how they don't realize how much sacrifice has gone into building America, that weighs on me heavily because I see the cost of freedom each and every day. I see it in the eyes of the kids that don't have a mom anymore. I see it in the eyes of the kids that don't have a dad anymore. You know, and I see it in the pain of the widows. And yes, I do take that on. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I do trust in the Lord Jesus Christ to take some of that away from me. But I also need to carry some of it to make sure I always know the responsibility of the job that I've chosen, that God has chosen me to do. I can hear it in your voice. See it in your eyes. It's a... um, it's a beautiful burden, it right? Is. And uh, I definitely think that our audience wants to help, mm-hmm. wants to make a difference. And that's why I wanted to do, uh, I want us to, to share this with them so they can understand what it is, mm-hmm. what it's about, and how they can help. Yep. And we'll be presenting some ideas moving forward, mm-hmm. like getting uh, more widows here. Yep. And uh, we look forward to you leading teams of them here. I can't they, wait. Yeah, that yeah. we can equip, encourage, and help with trauma. Yeah, because that's part of it, right? It's um, it's there's a need that should be fulfilled, and we've always had a uh, a huge thing on our heart to help widows in general, because again, we feel like churches have really dropped the ball on that, uh, but now. You know, this lane, this line of effort, this reality that most people just even more than a widow of, we just don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And you have answers for that. Mm -hmm. Um, What is the best way people can follow up to start learning? You you mentioned, well, let me say this. uh, You mentioned the cost of freedom. Yep. And you said people need to get involved. Right, because uh, some people you and I know will watch videos or listen to things, and it's it's really outlandish, crazy talk. That all of a sudden our nation is going to turn around. We're going to have perfect leaders. We're going to uh, yeah. all based on nothing having to do with hard work. Yep. Or we're just going to overthrow the government, and we're going. It's like, oh my gosh! I mean, how does that make you feel when you hear people, even conservatives or Christians, say we're just we're going to over like you know attacking the capital or doing that nonsense. It's horrific. It really it's, is. It's horrible and um even to see the military thrown into so many conspiracy theories really breaks my heart because our military is your neighbor. Mm. You know, these are men and women that have chose to serve and defend us. They're not some indoctrinated group of people that are going to do something nuts. And so that's really really hard for me to see, but most of all what's really hard for me to see is we have the most opinionated America we've had in a long time. That's but really nobody cares about your opinions unless you're going to put action behind them. And Bingo. I don't care what you are Bingo. passionate about. Uh-huh. I don't care if you are passionate about sea turtles or if you care about the fallen or if you care about trees. But I, America was built on its citizens taking action. We're a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. And our government does and gets away with exactly what we let them do. Right. And that is on us. So if you don't like your member of Congress, if you don't like your government, this is all on us. And there's things we can do, tools we can take, ways we can get involved. Number one, starting with actually knowing who your elected representatives are. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. Yes. It's amazing to me. The most opinionated people have no idea who their representative (laughs) or or their member of Congress is. And so these are really important things that can move forward in making an impact. 
So, yeah, these things all matter to us. Like, they really do. If you want to honor the fallen, yes, we have to have some steps to take care of their families, take care of their widows, and take care of their orphans. But we also have to care about the nation that they fought for and died for. And so, yeah, supporting ministries like yours, which I rarely give little plugs, but what you're doing, nobody's doing that. And nobody cares on the level you do. And nobody's putting action to these needs that we have the way that you guys Mm. have just opened up and said that you will do. And so I'm more than grateful for that because I don't always have all the tools, you know, and this was just a faith thing for me too. Like maybe this will work out. Maybe I won't have to train the widows myself because I'm not fully equipped like the people that you have here. And so this is huge, but also telling the stories of our loved ones, as I said earlier, doing that and um, yeah, just engaging with your government and your people or engaging with the government, the people that represent you knowing basics of civics and then also fact checking stuff what and not living in fear what you know we you're talking craziness <laughs> now woman no do not live know in your civic <laughs> fact check don't live in fear yeah well because it what you're i remember being in iraq hearing crazy stuff going on over and i'm going we're trying to make a difference over here for the world and home but at home if people aren't caring if it's unraveling yep it it makes well uh, you know, I would say this to people listening to piggyback on what you're saying is get involved at your school board level, yep. at, in your community. I mean, your city council, yep. your mayor, it starts at that level, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And uh, not just, well, we got to put the right president in. Uh, it starts at your own level. Be involved. Stop living in fear. Stop passing on conspiracy. One of the funny ones, I we, we were... <laughs> Someone was talking about, you know, them black helicopters, they, they're they swooping in the cities and they're, you know, snatching people. And and, and I remember uh, Jeff Diggs going, uh, excuse me, I was actually on the black helicopters because of the organization I'm with. Nope. Nope, we're doing that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy how fear will perpetuate mm-hmm. weird conspiracy theories instead of just going, hey, be courageous, do the hard work. Yeah. So that our country can change. I'd like to make this commitment to you. Every Gold Star Widow that comes in the train, we will place a picture of her husband here. So we will never forget. It's amazing. And then you and everyone who comes through our Leadership Training Center will see and know. Thank you. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you for your partnership. Mm -hmm. And we love you. So two final questions. Yep. That we ask, what is your... If you were going to explain who Victor and Eileen Marks are mm-hmm. to someone you meet, because you will, what is your perception of us? How would you how would you describe that? You are scrappy Christians that don't follow the normal uh, path that most people are taking, and you look for truth in the midst of what the path that the mainstream is taking, and you go the way that the Lord wants you to go instead of taking the way that other people are taking. And so there's big things coming. Because God is going to weed out leaders that haven't followed him and that haven't, you know, that have perpetuated things that are causing fear in our society. Because during these times is when God is calling out believers that are going to lead by faith and going to lead people into truth. And you guys are leaders into truth. And so the people you've been able to reach and the arenas you're going to reach um, and the, the leaders you're going to help raise up are going to Help honor my husband and the fallen by actually engaging in the country that he gave his life for. And so I'm excited to see where you guys go with that. And um, it's rare that you find leaders that are filled with truth and speak truth to power. Mm. Thank you. Those are very kind words. And 
uh, incredible responsibility and honor for us. Uh, last question. Um, we're all going to die. Mm-hmm. When you die, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Um, well. What do we, you believe? What do I believe? Why? I believe that people have a choice while on this earth to trust the Lord Jesus Christ or not to. Mm. And I do believe there's a heaven and hell. Um, so, yeah, I do believe that people will go to heaven or hell. Thank you. I'm glad I'm going to see you in heaven. Me too. And you'll get to meet Chris too. I look forward to And you'll to get to meet a lot of people in heaven that will thank you mm. for what you're going to do for their lives. Well, I firmly believe Chris is doing Overwatch right now for us. Sniper in heaven. Yeah. That, you know, just sit in rocking chairs. It's warriors continue to war. Out of good and evil. Thank you for being on the broadcast today. Thank you. And uh, let's get it done, y'all. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.